0: From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under
1: the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Uh, This is a great Friday morning. Looking forward to the weekend. What have
0: you done since Tuesday? Man, it's just been working. A lot of people know that listen to us. Obviously, they were one of our first sponsors, uh, mobile car and van rental, van business, car business that I own, car rental company I own. We have bounced back, and it is blowing and going, just vans going all over the place, and and things are going well there. So, just been really, really busy uh, dealing with that stuff and, and everything. Something, Derek, you got to do since we last talked, a fun event on Tuesday night. That night, you went to the Rebel Road Trip. Hung out with uh, Lane Kiffin. Um, Yeah, the
1: the Bancorp South Rubble Road trip. Oh, yeah,
0: Bancorp South. Uh, You've been waiting for almost a year to figure out a way you can can plug (laughs) Bancorp South 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 without getting in trouble.
1: Uh, It was great. Uh, Went there. It was Keith Carter. Kermit Davis, mm-hmm. Coach Yo, uh, the women's basketball coach, and then, of course, Elaine Kiffin. And had sat down. We were able to meet them beforehand, have about three- to five-minute conversation with each one of them before it started, and then we all kind of gathered in a big room. This was all at the uh, up at Memphis Botanic Gardens, part of the Memphis Alumni Association. Uh, we went up there, and it was just a good time. It lasted about two hours, and Davis and Coach Yo did a great job public speaking. Lane, it portion was more of a question-and-answer session, kind of like the uh, with the, the Rebel talk they do uh, on Thursdays before the games and stuff like that. So a really good time. Uh, didn't really get any new information, but it was just good to well, good to be at, a, at a kind of a mini-conference again. Yeah. Uh, good to see the coaches in person, and they're all fired up. they announced they're 100% for every sport sure. from now on.
0: Did Kellum do the Q&A? Was it David Kellum? He did. David Kellum
1: yeah. was kind of the MC for the night. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's got a busy weekend coming up. We'll talk more about that here in just a little while, but uh, heading out to Tucson to call the games and stuff. Are they, I, I would assume they, they're going out there. Yeah, they
1: went to Jackson the next day, so that was Tuesday night. Um, they we went to Jackson on Wednesday. They had something else on Thursday. This was uh, Keith Carter saying all sure. this, and then he was he's leaving – uh, this morning flying out to Tucson for the game tonight
0: what a big weekend in Mississippi as far as baseball and stuff like that Old Miss out in Tucson Mississippi State hosting Notre Dame I like the Mississippi State Notre Dame uh, matchup just because Notre Dame never comes to the south especially in baseball you know and those,
1: those, man, the golden helmets in baseball oh, man. which I would, did not know until I watched them uh, last weekend that they actually have the golden helmets for the, the their batting helmets too which is pretty cool
0: yeah it's gonna be pretty cool well I can tell you somebody that's not gonna be in Starkville for the regional <laughs> our 2021 presenting sponsor Team Cal of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team when it comes to residential real estate in DeSoto County. If you are considering buying or selling a home, you need to reach out to Brian and Terry and their team today. They have over 25,000 closings since 2009 on the buying or selling side of real estate. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available to you when you need them. They were recently voted DeSoto's best realtor for the the 4th And they are currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. That is a free, no obligation market analysis. Learn all about your home, learn all about your neighborhood within a mile radius of your home, what prices people are listing their houses for, and what prices people are paying for homes. Do not go alone right now in this hot DeSoto County market. They can help you. A lot of people feel like that's this is the time to go into real estate by yourself. Now's the time you need a realtor to work through multiple offers, work through multiple contracts all those different things that might happen in real estate, Brian and Terry can help. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Thank you to Brian and Terry for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. Derek, I've noticed a lot of people are starting to uh, get out in their backyards, definitely in our neighborhood, start to cook more. I've seen some green eggs. If you're ready to take your backyard entertaining backyard meals to the next level, now's the time to reach out to our 2021 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some of the best high-end smokers on the market. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Or find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to stop by the How to Barbecue Right Shop, located on Memphis Street, right here in Hernando. Thanks again to the How to Barbecue Right Shop for being our 2021 studio sponsor. Well, Derek, speaking of the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios, Alderman Andrew Miller sat down with us a couple of weeks ago to visit with us about the upcoming election. Since our last show, uh, Mr. Andrew Miller has been reelected as the Alderman of Ward 2. Andrew Miller has been reelected. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, so both Andrew and Jarrett came into our studio, interviewed for uh, the podcast that we had a couple of weeks ago, just to kind of let everybody know who they are. And uh, the Ward 2 race was won by incumbent Miller by a margin of 216 to 65. Uh, this, and so he maintains the seat for another four years. Of course, that was the only one of any really any importance. All the other races have been decided in the primaries, whether in the original primary or in the runoff. Uh, they were all Republican candidates, and so they all were uh, decided. Basically, at that point, it was just a matter of going in there and making the vote for you know, the, the general election. But main, War II was the actual race. There was an actual race, and of course, uh, as we said, incumbent Miller won. So he will be there for another four years. We just want to congratulate Mr. Miller. Uh, on his win, and we also want to congratulate Mr. Michal on his well-run campaign and non-contentious campaign for both of them. There, there was no mudsling or anything like that. And, again, thank each one of them for coming on our show.
0: Yeah, and we always thank the uh, people, whether, whether they win or lose, when it comes to the Alderman race, the mayor race, we uh, thank them for their service, putting them themselves out there, new ideas, new thoughts going on in the city of Orlando. So congratulations to uh, Alderman Miller. Look forward with, uh, to visiting with him. Somebody mentioned something to me the other day. They were like, man, I, I bet you guys are glad the elections are over and work gets a lot easier and I told him man we have a whole new board Uh, the UTW podcast is just getting started when it comes to covering the Alderman meetings covering all the different things going on in the city we're really excited about the new board to uh, you know hold them accountable and and have a new experience so again some of these guys are serving for the first time so definitely going to be a big part of our show.
1: Yeah I think that uh, something that we should consider Matt is what if we look at having the listeners Email us at under the water tower info sure. at gmail.com. Send us questions that you want to have the board and or the new mayor, Chip Johnson, answer. And what we'll do, if you could start sending us questions that you would like for us to ask, and we'll have Chip in... Maybe once a month, once every other month, come in and just ask them the questions. Sure. Uh, I think that, you know, that's something that we do. So if y'all want to start thinking about questions you have once the new board comes in uh, to play on July 1st, start emailing us and what we'll remind you of under the tower info at gmail.com and ask us the questions that you want to ask for the community. We'll bring Chip in at some point, uh, Mayor Johnson in at some point, and sit sit him down. and Say, "Okay, here here's a list of the questions, and let's go through them." And you kind of, you know, obviously some of them may be duplicates. Obviously, some of them may have already been decided. Some of them may, may not be relevant. Of course, we'll kind of weed through them. Uh, but we will have him sitting down, and I, I'm I'm sure he'd he'd love to answer them on the air to use us as a platform to get the, get the message out there.
0: Oh, I couldn't agree more. That's that sounds good. Under the Water Tower Info at gmail.com. Uh, Chip actually said that to us whenever he sat down with us a couple of months ago before the first election or. Before before the election, he mentioned to us that he would be willing to do that. So, uh, so we'll you know, start
1: gathering I mean, we'll start today, yeah, uh, start gathering those, and then uh, we'll go from there. And, and you know, we'll have them maybe sometime at the end of July and have them for the first one.
0: Sure. So, good luck to the new board. Congratulations to Andrew again, Derek. They had general elections all across the state of Mississippi. One other simple election that we want to talk about the uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Darren Musselwhite. He was
1: elected to his third term as mayor, uh, he won by a margin of 2,567 to 1,411 over challenger Tommy Henley. That's
0: not a bad that's not a bad showing.
1: No, it's not a bad showing. Mean, so about what 4,000 people voting. Mr. Henley did get 1,400 votes, which okay. is respectable. Yeah. Uh, this was Mr. Henley's second time to challenge the mayor. Uh-oh. Uh, obviously, second time in defeat. Did he get
0: better or worse? Uh, it it was about
1: the same. The last time he ran, actually, it was a little better. Okay. Last time he ran as a Republican and got beat in the primary. Right. This time he ran as an independent, so he could skip the primary straight to the uh, general election. Sure. Okay. Uh, was still beat. Uh, so we do want to congratulate Mayor Muscle White and the job that he's done uh, for the city for the last last eight years and congratulate him for the next four years.
0: Yeah, South Haven is not slowing down, uh, especially under, you know, Mayor Muscle White's leadership. They're just rocking and rolling up in South Haven, especially up the Getwell corridor. Continues to explode that. You know, re-elected for his third term. As long as he wants to be the mayor, I think he's going to be okay.
1: Well, yeah, it does everything above board and ethical? Sure. Then, yeah, I think that. I mean, people like him. He's doing a great job. And, uh, you know, with the momentum rolling, you don't really want to stop
0: that. No, you just keep on going. So, congratulations to him. And uh, we would talk about the other board, but basically the South Haven board uh, stayed Roughly the same. We had one alderman that ran from Ward Three that moved to the alderman at large, which freed up a spot uh, for a gentleman to be elected in Ward Three. But the board basically stays the same. Like you said, uh, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They just keep on rocking and rolling. So, congratulations to all the people that put themselves out there to run for something. Congratulations uh, to those that are going to serve the cities: Hernando, South Haven, Ala Branch. I know Ala Branch uh, mayor election uh, that all took place, and I think Ken Adams uh, won that. Ken Adams uh, won that race over in Ala Branch. Some new leadership all around the county and we again we will always congratulate those people for putting themselves out there to serve others and serve the community uh, look forward to the new board here in hernando and the growth and the different things that are going to be the decisions that they have to make uh, kind of you know from the jump so Derek, let's give a little bit of county news uh wrap up the county section
1: county news that we have desoto county came out this week remains the fastest growing county in mississippi based on the new numbers by stacker from 2010 to 2019, DeSoto County grew by 24,260 residents, which was the most of any county in Mississippi. The percentage, that percentage change is 15.7% over that nine-year period, uh, which ranked third in the state. Soccer has a DeSoto County population at 178,975 as of 2019, making it the third-largest county in Mississippi, and the 365th largest nationwide. Madam, I'm going to be honest, that number actually seems low to me. I think I, I would thought that we're being closer to 200,000. And so with the census numbers that are supposed to be coming in around August or September of this year, I'll be interested to see what number it shows for the county. Because I, I, at 178, just seems. I, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to be closer to 200,000 once those census numbers come in. Yeah,
0: whoever put that together is not on Commerce Street at 55 <laughs> on Friday about 3.30. Very true. Right, I think we have 200,000 people just in Hernando trying to get through the Commerce and 55 exit at 3 o'clock or 3.30 or So, but it was, it was really bad between 12 and 1230 when they were letting out the school out, uh, this year, it was something in the train, train train, absolutely still working on that train, uh, interview with the guy who I saw it driving past and back and forth, back and forth the other day. And I thought, man, I got to get with that guy. And I know it's not the same guy, but man, he's probably the most hated person in (laughs) Hernando, whoever that guy is. But, uh, you know, interesting. I I agree with you, Derek. I think the county's a bit larger than what that says, but third largest county in the state of Mississippi, which, you know, that continues to, to boom 16% growth over the last nine years which is very impressive. I mean, that's DeSoto County, man. We're a, a county of growth, which we've talked about numerous times. Your hometown continues to be a county that gets smaller. It's pretty amazing. DeSoto mm-hmm. County is a great place to live, and uh, we're excited to be a part of it. You here, right here under the water tower. Well, that's all we wrap up for the county news, local news, county news. We're going to go to the west. Just a simple information about something going on in Tunica County, Derek, that may may affect us and uh, our power over the next several years. Uh, what you got? On Wednesday, the state's
1: first wind turbine farm was announced for Tunica County. The farm will be built on thirteen thousand acres and have one hundred turbines. The co- company installing them will use existing roads, and farmers will still be able to farm underneath them. Since they have a minimal footprint, now you think these things are, you know, they look huge from the, you know, the air. I mean, they're, what, a couple hundred feet high. They look very large, you know, from the distance. when you cut, But the actual pole, it's really just the pole, and that's it going in the ground. So you can still farm all around that. These will generate enough power to provide energy for 70,000 homes. Uh, 70,000 homes, which, I mean, that takes care of a lot of the delta and parts around here. If any of our listeners have ever been to Tunica off the bluff, when a front's coming through, the winds are easily two to three times what they are in DeSoto County because we're sitting on top of the bluff. Now, this is a great project and allows renewable energy to help provide for, you know, customers in and around our area. So, congratulations from Tinker for getting it from Mississippi for having the foresight to put that in there, you know, for the company want to, to invest the money uh, in Mississippi for that. So, you know, 70,000 homes will be provided energy. Uh, looking forward to uh, that's, that savings for the state.
0: Yeah, there just a little bit behind the scenes. The gentlemen that are coming in from Oregon for the last 90 days, they've been renting cars for me. And so, I picked uh, one of the gentlemen up two days ago there at the airport and just really nice guys i think this is probably just the beginning as far as wind turbine stuff in in the state of mississippi it's a big win for tunica county uh tunica county better start getting their act together from this standpoint the casinos used to be huge mm-hmm. 80s 90s 2000s well, well, late 80s yeah. right late 80s. late 80s early 90s the the, the casinos uh, really did a lot of funding for in the county of tunica now different ball game mm-hmm. Casinos are different now. They're not producing what they used to produce. It's just not. It's kind of run its course. I think you know. I think they only have four uh, casinos left. So they, if you can hear my voice and you run this, the county of Tunica, you need to be paying attention to what these gentlemen are, are preaching and what they're they're doing and looking at because this is a, um, for lack of a better word, very low hanging fruit for them to get money mm-hmm. for something they can't control the wind. No, I mean, you know you, I'm it, it, some days it's going to be dead still,
1: hot, humid, and just—I mean, just like a wet blanket. And then other days, you know, what you know, what they say a straight line of winds are coming through. You know, it, we think it's about forty or fifty where we are. It feels like ninety in Tunica. Right. So, I mean, uh, you know, they ha- they do have wind pretty constantly coming across because the fronts always, you know, mostly come from going you know west to east. Uh, and then you know, man, another thing they should look at—I know they have some places—they do have some solar farms from Mississippi already. Yeah. But again, we got wide open land. Throw some solar farms out. I mean, yeah. I think that Tunica is very ripe for the renewable energy to be able right. to do that.
0: And that's one thing he was talking to me about. Whenever we were riding together, uh, he was just mentioning it to me. He's like, "There's farmers out there that he's trying to talk to and visit with." And like you said, the footprint is minimal on their land. Mm-hmm. They think that they got to sell all their land or something like that. It's very minimal. It's an easement to get to that particular part. You can still uh, farm, you know, thousands of acres that you were still doing, and they will send you a check every single month. Yeah, I mean, if you ever been. It's
1: if you've ever driven through Amarillo, which I have a couple of times, I mean, it is nothing but wind turbines sure. and there are cows all around. I mean, there's just, I right. mean, they, they have their, they you know, cattle herds just roaming all around them, just eating. I mean, that's right. what it is. They're getting paid for those poles to be on their property, kind of like a billboard. Yeah. You know, and they're still able to do everything they want to around it.
0: So, just a thought right there. But you know, neat project. I've gotten to know those guys pretty well. Pretty, they're, they're good guys. The project's about another four or five years of just interesting stuff. Uh, you know, I'm not going. I'm not going to give away a lot of information about those guys. Uh, but, but just good guys, and they're doing the best they can. Something else going on, Derek. Statewide, uh, maybe a, a a thing that we're, we're we're turning away. What you got? So Mississippi is returning
1: COVID vaccines due to the low demand for people wanting vaccines, the state is actually turning in 871,950 of the doses allocated to it by the federal vaccine pool. Mississippi is last in the nation in its percentage uh, share of citizens being fully vaccinated at under 30 percent. Vaccines are now widely available with no restrictions. You know, as long as you're over 12 years old, health departments will even come to your home to give it to you if you have a disability or not able to have transportation to get the shot. So they have made it as easy as possible to be able to get. You know, it is your choice. Mississippians have chosen, most Mississippians have chosen not to do it with our fully vaccinated rate under 30%. Uh, and so because of that, there are other states, I know Rhode Island was mentioned in the article, a couple other ones, and then, you know, then also sending it back just you know, to, the fed, to the federal government itself, 871,950 doses were given back.
0: Very interesting, Derek. Uh, you chose to get the uh, vaccine. You got the one shot vaccine. I did. I got the
1: Johnson and Johnson for the, yeah. for the the first time before you know within a week or two. I They said, yeah, it may cause blood clots. I, I'm I'm still I'm still yeah, you're still here, I'm still good. So only in, I think I think it was, it think it was only
0: females. I think it was six women out of about five million. So That's right. That's so um, right. anyway, and I got the uh, the Pfizer shot again. If you want a vaccine in the state of Mississippi, in DeSoto County, in Hernando, uh, plenty of places for that. But uh, sending them back, and and I'm sure uh, you know Joe and Kamala will will figure it out what to do with them. So, but Derek, something else state related. It's something we're not sending back. It's amazing how we're not sending this back. The state of Mississippi... Uh, has been awarded like we talked about over a billion dollars in relief uh, maybe 90, 120 days ago that we've talked about that's right here is how they have allocated Derek's going to share with us some ways that they've allocated this these funds uh, to be spent go cool. alright so this is the first part of the money that came in this was in 2020 uh, they
1: received 1.25 billion is what Mississippi received now we did receive some more off the, the next round that uh, President Biden did here back in March but this is 1.25 billion uh, that was provided to Mississippi in 2020 the numbers are five Come out how that money was spent, Matt. Some some interesting uh, interesting locations. So first, housing assistance: twenty million for rental assistance grant programs, providing grants up to thirty thousand dollars to eligible rental businesses that lost rent income from March through December of twenty twenty. Elections: one million dollars for pandemic expenses for elections. Ten million dollars for private schools and colleges. So so private schools did get some of the federal money. Uh, Ten million dollars.
0: North Point Christian School. There we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, this is higher education. Uh, Veterans Affairs, $10 million. Health, $10 million for the Department of Health to establish the Mississippi ICU infrastructure program. Obviously, ICUs were crowded during all the COVID pandemic, and so they're trying to help the ICUs throughout the state. Uh, another part of the health uh, was $129 million for health care, including $80 million for hospitals, and nearly $50 million for other health providers and nonprofits, including food pantries. I thought it was nice to put them in there. Tourism, $15 million. K through 12 education. Now, this is public schools only. 150 million for K through 12 distance learning. One for unemployment. 182 million for unemployment trust fund. Judiciary: 2.5 million for the courts. Corrections: 20 million dollars for the corrections, which of course is the jails. Small business relief: 300 million for small business relief grants. Now, only about half of this was used for the grants, and with the remainders redirected to other programs or to the employment unemployment fund. Uh, Health, another portion of the health was $4 million to the health department to reimburse specialty hospitals for pandemic expenses. The emergency disaster response, $40 million to MEMA for pandemic expenses. Higher ed, $50 million for community college. K-12 education, $50 million for K-12 internet connectivity. Now, Matt, this is probably the most interesting one. Governor, $50 million for the governor's discretionary fund.
0: Interesting, yeah.
1: Matt, what would you do with a $50 million
0: discretionary I fund? Know. I don't know. People, I would probably not be reelected. Yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, I, I would. I would either be reelected in a landslide or not reelected in a landslide. I don't know. I had to. I had to see what I would do. with and I million. like that. You know, a lot of this. He almost odd. put it last time with no discretionary fund. He almost put a, uh, like a, his own special roads that to correct. his house or to, to his neighborhood. To his neighborhood. So yeah, we'll have to see what he does with the fifty million. No,
1: th- it's interesting because you're like, okay, all this sounds pretty accounted for. I'm sure somebody's audited this. You know, sure. They rounding these numbers it's up. It's the
0: government. Yes. Yeah,
1: who's going to audit that fifty million? Mike McClendon. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, you only jump in there and find that. All right, so a couple more things. Uh, higher ed is getting $50 million for universities. Now, we already said there was um, some going to community colleges. So the universities are also getting $50 million for workforce, $55 million for workforce development. The local governments, now this is, we know this some of the money is coming. We're we'll just sure. waiting for the money to get here. $70 million for cities and counties. Actually, this, that money's already been received. That was a 300 thousand Correct. Dollars we yes, talked about before. Yes. That money's been received uh, back in Because this is from
0: November, listeners. That's yes. right. It's from
1: 2020. And then finally, the broadband technology. $75 million for grant program for electric cooperatives and providers to expand high-speed internet access and $10 million to the Mississippi Wireless Information Network for communications for first responders and ERs.
0: Derek, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money that uh, they had to talk about. They have another round of that. That'll be happening.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, They'll, it's already gonna happened. Be, it's We're already. Ha- to see okay. See how it's going to be spent, and then at some point when that money is finally doled out. Wow. I'm assuming sometime maybe in the December time frame, maybe early January next year, we'll know how that money was
0: finally allocated. Wow. Just amazing the amount of money you know kind of flowing out and stuff. Again, Derek, you're in the banking world. Uh, we could talk about that for hours about different things, but it is what it is. It's going to your state. It's an opportunity to maybe do some things. You hope that. People People treat it right, um, you probably go ahead and say 10% of it's just going to go. Yeah. I can't even imagine. But well, uh, anyway, yeah. speaking of programs like this, I want to welcome our newest advertiser, North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business offering service seven days a week. North Mississippi Dumpsters services DeSoto, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica Counties. This local company not only accommodates professionals in real estate, house flipping, landscaping, new construction, renovations, and business disposal, but especially want to help homeowners, homeowners who need to clean out their houses, yards, attics, basements, or sheds. They carry 13 and 20-yard roll-off dumpsters that are carefully loaded and unloaded as to not cause any damage to your drive. Their dumpsters are in great condition as to not be an eyesore outside your home. You can reach them at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. But the best thing to do is to look at their website, a wonderful website, deSotodumpsters.com. That's deSotodumpsters.com. You can see their pricing, book a dumpster, book the day you want it picked up. All those different things can be done right there online at deSotodumpsters.com. Thank you to North Mississippi Dumpsters for being our newest advertiser. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider is located at 11
1: West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, and angie or jennifer at 662-429-5213 again 662-429-5213 or find them on facebook at
0: lauderdale insurance agency since 2001 green king spray services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush healthy weed-free outdoor living spaces they refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. That's 662 662- 892-8419 or visit their website at GreenKingSpray.com That's GreenKingSpray.com Remember, if you want it green, call the king. North Point Christian School is experiencing extremely high interest
1: in enrollment activity. To meet interest, the school will have an open house this Sunday June 13th at 2pm. North Point was just voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times-Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. And come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes continue to make North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. As North Point continues to enroll for the 2021-2022 school year, some grades are getting close to capacity. Don't delay. Check out North Point and save your spot today. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127, again 662-349-5127, or email her at ssheron at ncstrojans.com to register for the June 13th Preview
0: the Point admissions event. Well Derek it's our Friday show and we do this every Friday we've started to do the DeSoto County shoutouts a lot of people I've had I've had numerous people tell me man I didn't know anything about that until y'all talk, told me on the shout out and they ended up going to that event so we really appreciate the support and supporting the local things that we bring uh, to light here with the uh, DeSoto County shoutouts on our Friday show our first shout out for the month of June will consist of this Our last night we were na- we were unable to have the sunset on the square next Thursday night Derek right there hopefully the weather permitting next Thursday night who we got at the Sunset Ellen Square. Mississippi Stomp. Mississippi
1: Stomp will be playing from 7 to 9 p.m. next Thursday night, June 17th, uh, on the Hernando Square. Uh, Matt, Mississippi Stomp, made up of two band members, uh, one of them I work with and her husband.
0: Is it a stomp show, or what are we talking about? I mean, no, they're
1: just called Mississippi Stomp. It's a two-man show? No, you, if, if on, uh, if, again, if you have Spotify, okay. uh, search them. They're on Spotify. You can listen to some of their songs. they got a couple albums out. Interesting. Um, okay. So Mississippi Stomp uh, will be playing next Thursday night at 7 to 9 p.m.
0: 7 to 9, next Thursday night, Hernando Chamber of Commerce presents the Sunset on the Square. Sad we couldn't make it work yesterday or last night, but uh, I certainly understand the reasons for uh, they They didn't know about the weather, but, again, I bet the uh, I bet it's pretty soggy out there on the, uh, the courthouse lawn. You know, tear up the
1: courtyard lawn. Exactly. No
0: sense in doing that. So great job by the Hernando Chamber of Commerce and hopefully the weather permitting next week will be a lot of fun with Mississippi Stomp next Thursday night, 7 and 9 on the Square. Our next shout out, Derek, Saturday, June 19th, the Hernando Parks and Recreation Department having movie night. Tell us about it. Movie night, that's right, Matt, uh, starts at dusk, uh, whatever time that happens to be at dusk.
1: So in the movie Aladdin, this is the live action version of Aladdin that came out just a few years ago. Uh, so again, at the Merton Cockroach Track and Fitness Park, they encourage you to bring your chairs, bring your blankets to come out. Uh, this is the park located, we talked about it, they no longer has trees. No longer has trees. <laughs> uh, it, it is treeless. It is treeless. So on three of the four sides Absolutely. actually it's really two of the four sides they didn't keep the trees next to
0: the uh but that you see you see how they kept those trees i know I'm really confused just, just spin them I'm, out I'm spin them out just I, yeah, done i guess mean, i guess, the, done, I, I guess done. the person that was doing the trees really really likes the sky from the north because yeah. he wanted to see as much of it as he could <laughs>
1: so anyway uh Aladdin, uh next saturday night uh june 19th please bring your family come out again this won an award from the state for last year's sure. version uh so um, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a great event so uh if you're interested to come out and let's just again fingers crossed for a beautiful night no you know three inches of rain the day before so we can
0: all sit down and enjoy that you can definitely see the stars now absolutely oh yeah you can see the north star you can for see sure. <laughs> You see, see, east. Right, you can see the FedEx planes going nonstop because yeah. there's no trees blocking that view. But anyway, we digress. Good luck next uh, Saturday, June 19th. I'm pretty sure that'll be part of the shout outs again next week. Our next shout out, Derek, and we're getting a month ahead of this. Thursday, July 15th, the crew of Fernando will be having the inaugural tee Off for Teachers golf tournament. Four man scramble. It is filling up fast. Just an awesome, awesome event. All proceeds will go to teachers inside the city of Hernando. These schools, these teachers, our Hernando teachers will be the benefactors of this. Please consider coming out to support. We do have spots available. If you or your company would like to be a whole sponsor, if you or your company would like to be a 10th sponsor, simply email crew, K R E W E, K R E W E, of Hernando at gmail.com. That's Hernando at gmail.com. If you or your staff or, or you and your company would like to be a sponsor a whole sponsor for $100 a tenth sponsor for $500 Thursday July 15th it's going to be a lot of fun I had two people actually text me uh, yesterday about the tournament some different things going on so really really going to be a great time out at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club that afternoon Thursday July 15th uh, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, Derek and uh, you, you said you're not playing but you will be with me doing a little MC and stuff like that that is correct uh,
1: helping with registration people signing in getting the teams you know lined up for the shotgun start
0: yep Shot Shotgun Start, 11 o'clock, registration, 11.30, lunch is served, Shotgun Start at 12, going to be a lot of fun. Again, every single dime will go to Hernando Teachers. So we uh, got started on this so early because we want people to come out and try and, you know, raise money for Hernando Teachers. Derek, something else going on the next night, Friday night, July 16th, the second, Rooster Production and Mississippi Music Water Tower Sessions right there at the courtyard, there at the Panola Street Courtyard. going to be an awesome night, awesome event. Tell us about that.
1: The day after the golf tournament, we have making basically a whole weekend the water tower sessions will consist of grace ask you Mallory Everett and Stephen Michael will be the three that are on stage this time again sharing their stories uh, if you have watched the videos that have been sent out on the last one if not find uh, Water Tower Sessions on Facebook we've got all the clips of every song that was sung uh, on there through um, we want to thank Mississippi Hippie Music for putting that together for us and, and putting it out there but you can watch so it's going to be some give and take they, they kind of talk to each other they, they riff off each other uh, just a great event and you know just wonderful wonderful talent up on stage really looking forward to uh, hearing uh, the two women that are coming this time. Sit down with Steven. Uh, One of them, you know, I know he's talked, actually both of them he's talked really highly about. uh, One of them uh, is basically moving back from Arizona uh, to the Memphis area and so we will be actually her first show back Excellent. in the area uh, with her moving back so we're going to be the first show with her coming back so really excited for that again Friday July 16th uh, it'll begin the gates will open at 7.30 there will be an opening act uh, Devin will be the opening act like it was last time uh, the show will start at 8.30 uh, And until uh, yeah. last time we I think we put an ending time of around 10 or 10.30 they were playing well after 11 so you're definitely going to get your money's worth so the tickets will go on sale June 16th next week tickets will go on sale next week look for that on June 16th so one month out they will go on, on sale we will have the VIP table with the tables again. Uh, it will be uh, cheaper for a couple. The single ticket prices will be a little higher than they are for you know for a couple. So in other words, you know, last time it was uh, twenty, was it thirty dollars for a single, fifty for uh, a couple. Look for some pricing similar to that, and uh, again, uh, bring your own. That's it. Whatever B-Y-O-P. you want to drink, bring yeah. your own wine, bring your own beer, bring your own Cokes, water, whatever you want to drink. Uh, no food served. Uh, this is uh, strictly for the entertainers. We want all the focus to be on the stage. We'll have low lighting, uh, beautiful sound quality, beautiful lighting out there uh, that night. And we want you to focus on the. So we're, we're not going to have, you know, people coming up and down, bringing food, getting your know, place and stuff like that. It is strictly, once it starts, we, we dim it low, they take one break and we just we just hear wonderful, wonderful music and wonderful stories all night.
0: Yeah, we would describe it as an intimate night. That would be the goal. For it, you know, we want to pay respect to the songwriters so they can uh, tell you the stories, talk to you about the songs that they've written. And we really uh, had numerous people as they left that night were like, man, hey, that was the way to do it. Uh, you know, everybody sits down, enjoys that um, versus, you know, clanging dishes and all that kind of stuff that a lot of people go to when it comes to these singer songwriter events. But I wanted to do something different. Thank you to Mike. Thank you to Steven with Missy Hippie Music. Look, Spotify, Grace ask you. G R A C E. A-S-K-E-W, Grace Askew, find her on Spotify, and Mallory Everett. Pretty simple, M-A-L-L-O-R-Y-E-V-E-R-E-T-T. Mallory Everett on Spotify. Of course, we've already talked with Steven. That one's easy to find as well. But Mallory Everett and Grace Askew, find their Spotify, listen to their songs. They are intense. They're really good, awesome artists, and we can't wait for that. So looking forward to Friday night, July 16th. So, Derek, really excited about bringing arts to the city of Hernando, you know, right there off the Hernando Square uh, there on the Panola Street Courtyard. So really excited about it. Also excited about this, this coming Saturday, the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, Artistry and the agricultural traditions of the Mid South. It's a place to shop, it's a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For questions about being a vendor, for the Hernando Farmers Market, you can reach out to Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director, at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. That's Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director for the city of Hernando. As we continue to do, Derek, when it comes to the Hernando Farmers Market, I want to read out three or four different vendors that will be there on Saturday 8 to 1. That's Saturday 8 to 1 every Saturday morning from May 1st through October. You've got Honeybee Natural faith farms the bombs by morgan tibbins Mama's kitchen cakes and bakes six N tubs and rose's bark bakery rose's bark bakery specializes in natural dog treats There are a lot of neat vendors i've said to you before it's almost like a mini a fair how big our farmer's market is get out this saturday eight to one hernando farmer's market i assure you you will leave entertained Speaking of entertaining, Derek, I mentioned to you that my son had just gotten back from Universal Studios. They were actually on the Today Show yesterday because I talked to you about the VelociCoaster. The VelociCoaster has been open at the Universal Studios, so if that's something that you or your family would like to see this summer or anytime in the fall, reach out to the ladies at Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, Tropical Getaways, Gulf Coast Getaways, National Parks, anywhere east to west, north to south in the United States, Sue Ellen and Ann christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams they work to get you the best rates with headache free planning magical destinations is locally owned and operated right here in hernando give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662 469 6304. That's 662 469 6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Again, that's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a
1: presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technologies such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. They are the dentist of the UTW podcast,
0: and they should be yours. Are you searching for someone to mow your lawn this summer? Now's a perfect time to reach out to William Services. William Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's weekly mowing, gate repair, fence repair, grading, tree trimming, leaf removal, summer cleaning, anything you can think of from an outside need, Richard and his team can help. Give him a call at 662 662- 292-8855. That's 662 292 8855. Or find Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Derek, we had numerous uh, emails and numerous Facebook messages regarding our uh, uh, movie reviews. So, not really our movie reviews, but movies we enjoyed. Kind of takes the place of the high school sports uh, section on Tuesdays. Uh, a lot of people enjoyed that. Next week, action. Mm-hmm. and comedies that's right. action and comedies next Tuesday We're show looking forward to that oh show. that's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun talking about action movies and comedy movies you uh, refuse to uh, discuss horror but that's fine <laughs> we will talk about <laughs> Toy Story but we can't talk about Michael Myers I, no, it's, not, it's very not. understandable I get I get it but look we are gonna mention a little bit about how school sports real fast because we had some good news coming out to the players some of the players right here in this area that we cover seven guys named to the baseball all-state team who you got
1: we did have seven players all in teams that we cover here at the UTW podcast uh, the first team, for the first team All-State, Brady Tigert of Lewisburg and pitcher Bradley Lofton of DeSoto Central. Good job. So, pitcher Brady Tigert and Bradley, uh, Bradley Lofton, those two were named for the county, both for Lewisburg and for DeSoto Central. The second team All-State, pitchers Braden Sanders and catchers Gray Bain of Lewisburg. And for DeSoto Central, infielders Colton Coates, outfielder Christian Sprawlings, and utility player Brock Tapper. So, those were the first and second team All-State baseball players named from
0: our area. Very interesting. Congratulations to those guys to be named uh, All-State. Uh, one of us in this room was named All-State in Louisiana for baseball, but we won't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I did not, hint, did not play. Yeah, Louisiana. I was going to say a Der- little hint there. Derek uh, Derek grew up in Mississippi. That so is you figure that out who correct. I'm talking about, but <clears throat> we digress. It was 3A, so it was, you know, was average baseball. Yeah. yeah, average baseball. But anyway, congratulations to those guys. That's a big honor to be named to anything statewide, anything uh, All-State related. That's really, really good. Something else we got going on, high school baseball related there. We have something coming up in the next couple couple of weeks in honor for some of the guys around town what you got
1: it is it's uh, taking place next week Uh, the state games it's called the Mississippi State Games Uh, not to be confused with Mississippi State correct Uh, the Mississippi State Games Uh, this is a kind of competition that takes place there are eight regions in the state uh excuse me there are eight districts in the state we are district two and so there will be players from our district i think there was 23 players named overall are these public uh, school players or they are, these Pub- are these are both, uh, both anybody okay. that lives in the area wow okay. so district two players uh, in mississippi uh, so our district two players will be to play in the other seven districts over a four-day tournament june 14th through the 18th so starts Monday at Meridian Community College, and to see the players from District Two that will from our area that will take place uh, that we cover uh, on the Under the Water Tower podcast. Eli Basham, outfielder, pitcher from Lewisburg. Jarrett Morris, a utility and pitcher utility player and pitcher from Lewisburg. Jay Ferguson, third baseman and pitcher at North Point. Hugh Parsons, first baseman and pitcher from DeSoto Central, and finally Baker Walker. Catcher and pitcher from Lake Cormorant. Now, again, they, uh, there's about 23 players. So there were players from Water Valley, sure. players from uh, Lafayette. Uh, Center Hill had one that I, I'm hoping that the, uh, the OB Pod guys will cover. But, again, these are guys that are playing uh, for, from our area, so we wish them luck next week at Meridian.
0: Any chance you get to get out there from an all-star standpoint, meet other guys at other teams, other players. You get to you know gauge yourself about how uh, you know what you're playing like or your skills against some of these guys all across the state. That sounds a lot of fun. Sounds like gonna be at Meridian Community College, so it sounds like probably have a lot of DUCO, mm-hmm. um, you know, scouts and stuff like that. And
1: these are uh, guys mostly. I think pretty much all from the, either the uh, class of twenty two or twenty three, so juniors, rising juniors, and seniors.
0: Yeah. So you've got some juniors and seniors, sophomore junior seniors, that type stuff, so that's that's good. I mean, it's, that's a neat opportunity to get out there, uh, play against others. But the best thing, uh, get out there. And, you know, you show up on this weekend. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you show up this particular weekend, well, and, especially
1: if, like in your you know, junior. They get to watch you absolutely. all through yes. the fall, the fall ball. Come watch your games next spring. You're already on the radar. Yeah. Just, a, just a good opportunity uh, to be seen.
0: That sounds awesome. Well, congratulations to those young men being named. Uh, all state, congratulations! To those young men going and representing Desoto County, representing this area, uh, you know, down down in the Meridian. When it comes to baseball, congratulations to them, Derek. We'll go ahead and start to wrap up a couple things. Turning our page, that's like I say, that's high school sports kind of wrapping up there. Ole Miss and Mississippi State will be playing super regionals this yep. weekend. Mississippi State will be hosting Notre Dame, as I mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, going to be an awesome site down there. Duty Noble will absolutely oh, the be 14, fifteen thousand oh, It's, it's going to be games, yeah. it's going to be insane down there. And then Ole Miss travels out to. Two Tucson. Tonight. Um, well, tonight. they're already
1: there, but they play tonight. That's
0: right. Ole Miss travels out to Tucson. First game will be tonight. Uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, there's great baseball between those two schools. Southern Miss was a very tough out for Ole Miss last week. Man, uh, I sweated through that one. Well, you know, you didn't watch. You stopped watching about third inning or something like that. So I No, know, I, know. I was actually – when I got home, I started watching. It was
1: just – it was, uh, you know, I put at 5, 5.30, got home. and
0: Southern Miss could have played in four or five other regionals and come out of it. Oh, I, well, was I come it. to they find out really when good.
1: I was doing some of the research, they were very close yeah. at getting their own regional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I mean I, in fact, if it wasn't for us being SEC schools and having, you know, being able to seat 10,000 know, or more, you know, for the uh, NCAA gate, yeah. that they probably would have you know, had theirs if it wasn't for us already hosting them. So, well, and
0: Louisiana Tech kind of stole theirs as well. That's was, right. Yeah, so, I mean, Southern Miss, I mean, really, really good out. I mean, there's a good base. Baseball in Mississippi. There's good baseball in the JUCO ranks in Mississippi. So good luck to all the Ole Miss and Mississippi State fans. Uh, good luck whoever goes down to Starkville uh, for that. Should be. An, I mean, just I can't wait to watch that one. That's gonna be really good. Like you said, Notre Dame with the gold helmets and you know we'll, we'll see. It's gonna be pretty interesting. Notre Dame's a a good baseball team. I, I did look and see. I mean, played all ACC. Played mm-hmm. minimal maybe like one or two or three out-of-conference things or whatever. So, you really can't gauge because they didn't get to play the usual 50, 55 games. Right. So, uh, pretty interesting. But still, that place will absolutely – they have yet to come into something they're about to come into in Starkville no, no, tomorrow no. night.
1: That, that, you can't prepare for that. Oh. Coming from another uh, another conference, you can't prepare for
0: Well, that. not only can you not prepare for that, and, and I'm sorry to go so long, the kids at Notre Dame are probably still wearing masks inside their, their dorms. They're yeah. probably still wearing masks and stuff, so they don't maybe don't have to wear them outside. They're about to walk into 15,000 people in Mississippi that have been outside and enjoying life for the last ninety to one hundred twenty days. It's going to get rowdy.
1: Well, not, and well, and the one thing that usually you know hurts teams coming down here is the heat and humidity. Sure. Right now they're playing the Saturday through Monday regional. Like so, Ole Miss is playing Friday through Sunday. State's playing Saturday through Monday. Right. And you know, the forecast this weekend's low eighties, some cloud cover. Yeah. You know, twenty to thirty percent chances of rain. So it could be a lot worse for them. Sure. I mean, it could be ninety five with 80% humidity and just, you know, by that second, end of that second game or if you had to go to a third game, just being absolutely worn out. Yeah,
0: it could be a lot worse. So, good luck to Ole Miss. Good luck to Mississippi State. We don't talk a lot about college sports uh, on the show. We mainly try and focus on high school, but that's minimal right now. But that's definitely going to be part of our weekends and going to be the part of a lot of the guys that are listening to us, a lot of the men and women listen to us right now on the show. So, good luck to them. Derek, before we wrap up, uh, we have talked about softball, what seems like on this uh, podcast for probably about the last 120 days. we talked a lot about softball. Got to uh, pay attention to the 6A State Champs the Lady Tigers. Uh, It's such a great team that won the state title and brought it back to the city of Hernando. And uh, my wife has has really gotten into the Women's College World Series. And just yesterday, Oklahoma uh, wins the national title. Oklahoma wins two out of three against Florida State. Lost to lost the first game came back and dominated the next two but congratulations to those ladies we'll never talk to them but <laughs> but I will say this uh, softball they did they, the entertainment throughout our house they entertained us a lot over the last three weeks I mean you know the the James Madison oh the young uh, woman I mean, yeah. she
1: could absolutely yeah throw the Odyssey
0: ball. was a yeah. uh, was was a lot of fun to watch and, and play and you know we talk about young people all the time uh, you know young people's not just 17 to 19 hmm. these these young ladies 19 to 22 uh, you know there's one little girl for James Madison who four foot 11. My mom was in town whenever she started playing, so we ended up we would watch her games. We call her bowling ball. <laughs> She was four foot eleven. a lot of fun, just love life. She'd already graduated from James Madison. Take. She's already at her grad school for PT school. Wow. She had driven over 2,000 miles to go to her PT school, come back to play for the regional, then go to PT school, meet that's them awesome. up in Omaha. You see what I'm saying? Those are the kind of awesome stories, the kind of awesome things that people don't even think about. These young people get an opportunity to do. These young people are so committed to not not just the, the sport. They love their teammates, and that's awesome. Well,
1: I mean, awesome. it's a – you know, a lot of it gets beaten down. I mean some some people in the pros still have it. I mean, I'm watching, you know, the basketball playoffs and you know, Devin Booker's living life. You know, Donovan Mitchell, I mean they're from having, Mississippi. They're from Mississippi, from the Gulf Coast. Uh Donovan Mitchell's having like they're having fun. Absolutely. Like, I mean they they're they're you know raining threes on the Grizzlies and everybody else, but they're also having fun. And some guys are still getting paid and doing that. Now, other guys, they just – you know, they just – it becomes a corporation. Uh, you know, they just – they're trying to get their money and they just don't have fun anymore. Right. Now, all these people we're talking about, all the players, Tim Elko with one ACL, yeah. seven home runs on one ACL, right. two grand slams over the weekend. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, the heart, the passion they have. And then, as you just mentioned, watching the uh, the girls play. I mean, just a lot of passion, a lot of fire. I mean, it's good to see that. I don't – you know, lots of people are showboating or they're showing up to other teams – no, they're having fun yeah last time i checked ex- was a game it's a game it's a game you have fun and you know don't try to mute it just
0: just enjoy it that's it just have fun yes it's just have fun much like we do here at the utw podcast and if you enjoy having fun with us uh twice a week tuesdays and fridays find us on facebook at utw podcast on instagram at utw podcast on twitter at utw pod that's twitter utw pod Wherever you listen to our show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, doesn't matter. Please go and give us a five-star review. Hit subscribe, which most people already do, but hit subscribe. Share, share, share on Facebook, Hernando Happenings. Share it with friends and family so we can continue to grow and also so we can continue to support our local advertisers, and we, which we really, really appreciate our advertisers. Derek, something we promised on Tuesday, on our Tuesday show, we were going to start doing now, five-star reviews that come in for us. We will give you a shout-out and read that five-star review review. What you got today?
1: Well, we have another person give us a five-star review. We want to say thank you to Paula. There we go. Thank you to Paula. Uh and she gave us a five-star review. I guess after the show on Tuesday, she listened to it on Tuesday, went right there and gave us that five-star review. We want to thank you Paula. Um her comment, both of you do a great job keeping, keeping us updated on current events. Hope you know how appreciated you both are. So, very nice uh, comment from Paula, so we want to thank you very much. Uh, from that, and again, anybody else that wants to hit that five star review or wants to give us that one star review, we'll be we would
0: love to talk about you on the air. Here's the deal: you give us a one star review, you got to be able to back it up. Be prepared for your name to be said. Uh, may even get invited on the on the podcast at some point to defend that and talk more about your one star review. And, and if you're judging us on how hard this is, uh, you'd be surprised. Once that red light goes on, as far as what the podcast is like. Speaking of podcasts, look for our brother podcast, OB Pod, over in Olive Branch. It stands for Olive Branch Pod. Center Hill, Lewisburg, Olive Branch, they cover the eastern side of the county. We really appreciate the great work that they do. Uh, you know, took a little bit of a load off of us the Center Hill and Olive Branch and stuff, but they do great job. Uh, really, really focus on young people over there as well. Just a great job by Zach and Cash with the OB pod. As we try to do on every Friday show, take your family to church this weekend. Please take your family to church. Look for service times. If you have a particular church that you're looking for, a particular church that you're considering attending, go on their Facebook page, go on their website, find out their service times. Take your family to church this weekend. We assure you, you won't regret it. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time, Under
1: the Water Tower. This is where we dropped off.